A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses, I'm Emily I'm Lisa And please enjoy this hour-long reprieve from everything. (laughs) That's all we're going to say about it. Um, Lisa, how are you feeling? Oh, my God. I'm so much better, finally. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I've seen um, pictures of you out and about. Yes. From the paparazzi. (laughs) I got popped. Um, yeah, I had a I had a dramatic rise and fall. I um, got COVID and then I took Paxlovid and then I felt better for a few days and I was testing negative and I was like, yay. And then I rebounded hard and Fuck. I was just like slammed and was just on the couch with a fever <laughs> for a full weekend. Oh, no. I know. And I just kept testing positive with a very strong line. It was funny, like after years of testing negative to finally and and wondering oh does the test work you know to just get like a strong immediate line just like oh yeah right off the bat but yeah i can't tell if the paxlovid made it longer and worse or if it made it milder or what like i just have no control to compare it to so i have no advice there do you have any lingering symptoms do you think yes i am very congested and i have a bit of a cough um Mm. and i was very fatigued it's getting yeah. better slowly. I just went back to the gym for the first time and I wanted to die, but <laughs> but I always want to die when I'm at the gym. So that's normal. <laughs> yeah, again, hard to compare. <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, I might cry. I'm like, that's true with every time I'm here. So <laughs> my trainer was just like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're very whiny. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. But it, yeah, oh, boy. It, it feels good to get back outside doing stuff. I have a lot of like internalized ableism that comes up whenever I have any kind of health problem. So that's hard to deal with. I just like feel really bad and really depressed. And oh, um, yeah. And I just feel like it'll be like this forever. And uh, and you I'm worthless. Like, the fearful, the fearfulness about not being able to be totally independent is. Oh, it's awful. Like it's awful. Um, yeah, it's it's a internalized stabilism for sure. It's an interesting way of thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to be still either. Um, yeah, I don't like to. I don't like to rest. <laughs> um, oh God, we're so different. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I like to do lazy things such as take a bath while watching a movie. Like, right? You know, I like I like that, but I. I don't know. But you want to be able to get out of the bath easily. Yes. When it's time. <laughs> yeah. I I I can I relate to that. <laughs> I'm not like a super active person, but I just, you know, I don't like feeling held back. Um yeah, I did get that um that face mask you recommended. It's like this Oh good. It's like, it's this... like an ice pack mask that makes you look like Superman if he <laughs> you know was Jewish. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks wild. Um it's like full of these it's for it's for icing your sinuses. <laughs> it's so great. It's full of all these beads and you can heat it up or ice it and you just it helps so much with the sinus pressure and headaches. I love it. And oh, Adam Adam hates how it looks on me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel so good. Did I you get it. the one where it's like has like a triangle cut out for your nose? Yes, yes. <laughs> it, looks, it looks. It has like a jack o' lantern look to it. I like. It does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have one, and it is one of those things where it's like a little bit of a jump scare when I see people wearing it. <laughs> like, I'm like, because you're not. You're never wearing it if you feel good enough to be made fun of. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it cheered me up because the jack-o'-lantern is kind of like my, um, it's like a, a fursona for me in a way. I really relate to jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> I have like a jack-o'-lantern hat and a matching jack-o'-lantern sweater that I got from Lorian Stern. And um, I wear them both simultaneously a lot. And Adam's just like, what are you? <laughs> I have like jack-o'-lantern. And you wear them like year round? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always, I mean, I could argue Halloween is always coming. Yeah, that's true. Halloween's always coming soon. I have been like thinking about this and wanting to ask you about it ever since it turned October. Mm-hmm. Because I realized I was like, I feel like there's something worth diving into here. So a house in my neighborhood, incidentally, the same house with the koi pond that mm-hmm. the birds have been fishing in. Um, Are there any koi left? <laughs> You can't there's a, there are not, there's enough vegetation in there that you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Um so uh they have put up their Halloween decorations and something I thought was interesting about so you know Halloween decorations are have gone up. I feel like the theme of a lot of Halloween decorations is like this house is scary. <laughs> like stay away. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> The, you know, like the the the, the subtext of most Halloween Halloween decorations is like it, it's dangerous here for you. Yeah, and the house with the koi pond has skeletons attempting to break into the house, and I thought that was very interesting because the subtext there is we're in trouble. Like Halloween's coming for us now. We need help. Yeah. We, <laughs> call call someone. Call the Yeah. Call a fireman. I don't know. Who who, yeah. who do you call when skeletons call about, yeah, are trying to break skeleton in? crew? <laughs> Ghostbusters? I don't know. I feel like the the LAPD cannot handle this. No, I mean they can't handle very much, and especially not who this. You, who you should call is just a bunch of neighborhood dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Some cartoon dogs should come. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I wanted to get your thoughts on this about like what you think the subtext of Halloween decorations should be. Should it be danger <laughs> to you or danger to me? I think it I think it's totally open to interpretation and I think this is a really fun flip of the, you know, yeah. traditional um, you know, cuz then when trick or treaters are coming, it's like should they <laughs> Yeah, so it's not it's not warning trick or treaters away. It's like you're joining the mob. <laughs> people attacking this house. We are vulnerable to you. (laughs) Yes, which makes sense because trick-or-treaters are often dressed scary. So I think Halloween, it's just sort of like anything generally scary or spooky is allowed, yeah? Yeah, I think so. And that's very creepy for skeletons to be invading your home. Yeah. I like it. They're like either invading or peeping. It's a little vague. (laughs) 
They- <laughs> They're just like peering in the windows. They're just sort of like coming at the windows. I should have taken it. Wait, I did take a picture. I can examine it. Let me um, let me pull this up. I, I took a picture days ago because I was like, I have feelings about this. Um, yeah. Okay. One of them is looking in the window. Can you see this? Yeah. Yeah, they're peeping. Okay. They're just straight up peeping. And one they're of them kind of like climbing in. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, one of them sort of like hanging off of the porch awning. It's funny because like Halloween decor is kind of for other people, right? It's like it should be outward yeah. facing and these are inward facing. Yeah, these are like if they look out their living room window, they see a skeleton <laughs> looking <laughs> at them. <laughs> I should note that they also have, like, the girl from The Exorcist um, facing outward. That's nice. Just with, like, a... Is she's wearing a, like, a, a leg? Like, a horn for some reason. Is she wearing... And uh, she's wearing, like, a necklace that's like a garland of jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, okay, good. I thought they were flowers. I'm like, well, okay, that's, you know, uh, Yeah, no, tropical. it's a little... Con- I mean, I do think that there is something that happens when you let kids weigh in. Yeah. Where you maybe you lose a little bit of the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> Do you decorate in order to placate them? <laughs> do you decorate your home for Halloween? So it's interesting because like we have in the past, but obviously like everything's slightly different now. I mean, I think the last time we decorated for Halloween was before we had a fence in front and that one oh. kid came and broke my skeleton. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I do still have like a couple skeletons, but like our yard is totally different now. But that does mean like the fence opens up new opportunities for like decorating in a yeah. spooky way. But yeah. um, I don't I haven't decorated because I also am not sure if we're going to give out candy yet. Yeah. Do you get do you tend to get trigger treaters on your street? We only get like a smattering. I feel like there's like a block and a half away on the other side of this main street is where most of the trick-or-treaters go in our neighborhood. Yeah, it feels like, and so, like same we're here. kind of out of the same. We're out of the zone. And there's a bunch of like sort of dead spots around me where it's like, I don't think either of my next door neighbors give out candy. So kids don't really like think to come to our place. Yeah. Like there have been times where I've like watched them walk by when I'm giving out candy. And it's like, well, I just have to sit at the end of the driveway, I guess, mm-hmm. and do this. Um which I guess I'm willing to do, but I might go with my niece. Oh, fun. Treating. So fun. in that case, I don't know if I would. But, you know, Alan loses his mind every time they come to the door. Yeah. So it's a little bit stressful. <laughs> yeah, we have the same um, thing where you- there's like it's like kind of like a Christmas tree lane type deal where it's just super concentrated on one street where everyone goes ham. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that so it's like near you, but yeah. not close enough that they come to you? Yeah, exactly. We're too far out. So we just yeah. your house is also weird because it's sort of like behind another house. Yeah. And so, yeah, I wouldn't think to go up to your door. If no, I was a nobody's nobody's coming back here. Yeah. You'd have to basically go out on the street. Yeah. And just like toss candy to people. Yeah. It is fun giving out candy. Yeah. I will say that 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 is fun. I'm excited. I can't wait till my niece is like old enough to trick or treat. Oh, yeah. That'll be exciting. I mean, she's just a tiny baby right now. She's only a month old. And it's a long time before they can stay out late enough to do it. Yeah. Um, Because it's just like, doesn't get dark. And yeah. <laughs> um, How is she? 
She's so cute. I love her. I've been spending a lot of time with her this week because my parents are visiting and yeah, oh, she's nice. great. But I don't know anything about babies, you know, because I'm the youngest in my family. So I didn't like grow up with a younger same, you know, and so spending time with them, I'm like, I don't I anytime she does anything, I'm like, is this normal? Is she OK? Should we look this up on Reddit? <laughs> Should we Google this right now? Like, oh, she has like a mark on her. Is it? Is it a rash? Oh, is it yeah. like, I'm just like freaking out the whole time. Like the way her head moves. I'm like, is that normal? Is she like, is oh. that okay? There's all kinds of weird stuff with babies where it's like, yeah, oh, that's just the oozing pus of a baby. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I guess everyone knows that. I mean, the thing, the whole thing where their belly buttons look so weird at first too. And like, yeah. And the whole thing with like after feeding her, she needs to be burped. And like my mom just like laid her over her knee, like just draped her over her knee, like ragdolled and just... <laughs> And she's like, no, she likes this. It massages her belly. And she did seem to like it. But I'm like, that looks wrong. It looks wrong. It looks wrong. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, so vulnerable, but also weirdly robust. Like, right. They were like so much more flexible than we are in ways. Yeah. Like the my brother's dog like jumped on her at some point and we were terrified. We were freaking out. Like the dog is like jealous of the baby, (laughs) I think. But also just like throws her weight around. Um, And the. She was just kind of like, ah, for one second. And then she was fine. Didn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's easy. Here's the thing about dogs and babies is they will eventually form an alliance (laughs) of the baby throwing food on the ground and the dog eating it. Yes. This will, this will happen. (laughs) Then then they will become tight friends. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) They just have to get out of like the bottle breast stage and into solid foods and then <laughs> then they will be the best of friends <laughs> amazing um, are you do you feel like you are catching up on being a part of the outside world now yes i'm catching up yeah i'm going out um I don't know how to I don't know how to segue to this. I just want to ask you if you've been watching The Golden Bachelor. (laughs) Oh. Speaking of losing touch with the outside world. I know. I only (laughs) I only saw the first episode. I haven't caught up on the rest yet. Um, But I thought it was interesting. And I've been watching. I haven't. I've been wanting for a while to see a dating show with older people. So that's kind of cool. You know, did you ever watch Dating Around? No. On Netflix. Okay. They had some older people on that. Um, and it was less of a like traditional dating reality show and more of like it was shot sort of docu style mm. where every episode they would have uh, someone go on three different dates in the same restaurant wearing the same outfit and they would edit the dates together fluidly and there was no confessionals or voiceover or anything like that it was just like the three dates cut together and they're all very like real people you know that's um, nice and then at the end they pick one person to go on a second date with basically mm-hmm. and it's just revealed by them showing up for the date uh but there are some older people on that, and that was actually, like, very it's, nice. It sounds but. like a more naturalistic reality show. This is weird because The Bachelor is one of the most, like, produced shows. Yeah. And so the the unreality of Bachelor franchise is colliding with the reality of, like, people showing age. Being an older person, yeah. Yeah, on TV. Yeah. So that's really I, weird. So I haven't been watching it. Sell me on it. Um, 
I don't know if I can sell you on it yet. I think I'd have to watch more to see. Okay. One thing is that, like, the guy, you know, Jerry, is that his name? He seems very nice. Um, He's very good looking. He looks great. You know, he's in his 70s. Uh, You know, all the women are, like, quote, unquote, age appropriate. I just think, like, yeah. what's to stop him from, you know, so he'll, he'll pick a lady, I guess, you know, in this season. What's to stop him from, like, after it ends from just dating a 35-year-old? Because, like, <laughs> that's just, like, what that happens. That seems like the most likely thing, yeah. Yeah, if you're, like, good-looking older man and you're famous On TV, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can date much younger women if you like. I mean, it just, and it's just sort of a reality of... Of, yeah. That's interesting. Which isn't yeah, to say, you- which isn't to say that, you know, older women can't date younger men, but it's just, you know, more often seems to be the case that... It does more often seem to be the case that that is like what men go for, and yeah. there is something about it. And I'm not even I'm not even is... necessarily against it because it's just like it is what it is. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It can be a bummer. <laughs> it can be a bummer. There's like it's not always indicative of this, but it does contribute to a social feeling that women are worth less the older yeah. they get. Yeah, and that like given the choice of like someone with uh you know comparable life experience they would rather be with someone with a tighter body yeah uh who's maybe like not as like <laughs> wise um yeah but, but then uh, I, I also you know i understand the appeal of younger people who have a lot of energy and enthusiasm and are still yeah still on the you know still learning still uh still acquiring new experiences um i don't For know sure yeah like it's it's definitely complicated and yeah. it's not like i think that there is like a little bit of like puritanical sort of like pearl clutching around yeah. age gaps that yeah, happens there is. but all <laughs> you know, because like it's, you know, I think that there are age gap relationships that are clear, like power imbalances that are upsetting. And then there are ones where it's just like a 35 year old woman is perfectly capable of deciding whether or not she wants to date a 70 year old. You yeah. know what I mean? Also, like, a power imbalance can be hot and ethical, I think. <laughs> yeah. Depending. Also that. Yeah. Depending on how severe it is or how disempowered yeah. the person who's not a power is. Yeah. I know. It's all like all up to the individual circumstances i think yeah <laughs> anyways um, that i thought said, of, i thought be, of that it, it will be interesting to see if the golden bachelor <laughs> sticks with yeah whoever he chooses yeah i don't know all right um, but there's I'll a lot start watching it there's a lot of like cool ladies on there i don't know i like um seems interesting maybe i'll keep watching my like Maybe I should try and revisit. It's been many years since I tried to watch The Bachelor. I feel like the first time I tried to watch it, I was so embarrassed watching it. (laughs) But I have since started watching other dating reality shows and enjoying them. Um, And so I feel like maybe maybe I will be different enough that I can like like maybe I'll be like more desensitized to the particular things that made me cringe about it but I used to be really into it I never really liked the Bachelor in Paradise stuff but um the last season I watched was the Rachel Lindsay season which I really like her but there was so much like problematic stuff in there that wasn't handled very well that I was just kind of like nah I'm not into this franchise anymore are you watching Love is Blind no (laughs) okay this season 
like I feel like I saw a headline where it was like love is blind like this season broke it and I do feel like that is the case I <laughs> I have a very love-hate relationship with this show yeah it's absolutely absurd the premise of the show is absurd it is a false premise it's like they meet if anyone doesn't know they <laughs> have all these people who meet in these pods where they can't see each other and they can only talk. And they're just like talking all day and they date in the pods and they're only allowed to meet each other if they get engaged. Which is a great, and then, great premise. It's a great premise. It makes no sense. No. Um, <laughs> and then they leave the pods. They go on a like a, a trip to Mexico. Then they go back to the real world and then they have like four weeks before the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then on the altar, the officiant has to like they have to decide on the altar whether or not they're going to get married. And if they decide before then that they don't want to get married, they face like a stiff financial penalty if they decide not to go through with the wedding. Mm-hmm. So it's like they want them to get to the altar and say no there versus breaking up beforehand which makes no sense and it's like there's no reason why they would need to like get married right away but like anyway this season normally there's like five different couples that you're watching in the lead up to their wedding yeah this season so only they only showed three couples coming out engaged. One of them immediately broke up in Mexico mm-hmm. because the guy said that when he first saw her, she was wearing too much makeup and it just like completely soured him on her, yeah. which is just Rude. absolutely so weird. And it took him three days to explain himself. It was so weird. And then there's two other couples. and But then part of the reason why they didn't have enough couples, they always film more people than they end up showing on the show. But part of the reason, there was a sexual assault <gasps> between one of the couples that happened in Mexico and um, the – so one of them is suing the show for not intervening. Um, there was another couple that – I feel like there's another sort of like scandalous reason why they're, they aren't showing another couple that got engaged. And I think it has to do with – yeah, something that happened in the outside world. But, like, they basically, like, ran out of people. Like, the show didn't work. Oh, my God. And um, I also just found out that, like, one of the couples... So, okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't finished watching um, Love is Blind, mm-hmm. um, uh, skip ahead. Um, one of the couples got married and the other couple did not and the couple that did not get married the woman said no on the altar it in part because like the day before the wedding she found out that he had like really bad credit and <laughs> which seems like maybe is like a little bit of a shallow reason but i found out from the internet that the guy is in an mlm <laughs> Oh and God. she has given interviews being like, I tried to talk to him about, like, Ew. the pay structure of his job. He doesn't have benefits. Like, it just seemed like we had more stuff to talk about yeah. before we got married. That's, and I'm like, that is big so deal. reasonable. That's a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge deal. Um. Anyway. There should be a version of Love is Blind where you can uh, have access to more senses. Like, you should be able to smell them. And you should be able to, like... <laughs> Kiss, yes. kiss them through a little hole so that you can taste them <laughs> and you should be able to like 
Um, yeah, th- you should be able to like <laughs> hold their hand through a hole, like so you can touch them, and then oh my uh, god, and then you Lisa. should be able to see their bank account. No, just kidding. <laughs> You're also just describing like there's going to be a bunch of holes that they're going to do definitely do other stuff with. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not allowed to. It's only hands and tongue. There's a mouth hole and a hand hole, and that's it. You can't do I anything feel like else. People could people could do a lot with a mouth hole and a hand hole. <laughs> they sure can. It's two glory holes. Okay, you can suck their dick through a hole and see if you like their dick, and then. <laughs> Love is uh, blind. Love is blind. Yeah, but it's not like taste blind or nose blind. <laughs> it's not. Also, love is not blind. Yeah. No, it's all. All the senses also, are important. Also, it's like if you're not ma- ready to marry someone after four weeks, that means absolutely nothing about whether or not you make sense as a couple. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not ready to marry, and I've we've been together almost 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. We're doomed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, our, let- our Zoom is about to run out. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of. So my like sort of secret um, sneaky way of getting a free Zoom account has ended, which is unfortunate. <laughs> so so we're still figuring out how to do that. So should we should do do our uh, take a break and come back and do um, Chunch Chat, a Sounds regular good. segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony and Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch and chunch. There's no new chunch news, unfortunately. I was really hoping there would be because Martha has been posting about how she had six 12-year-old girls come stay with her. And I assume one of them is like her granddaughter, but she did not specify. So I don't know who these girls are, but they're very cute and she wrote that they had nonstop activities, including pumpkin carving, glamping, hiking, horseback riding, <gasps> eating, okay. apple picking, apple cider pressing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the girls are fabulous. Uh, Two-day fun-filled weekend. Smart, amusing, thoughtful, above all, and above all, lovely human beings. So she loves these girls. I don't know who they are. But um, and she posted pics of them doing all the activities, but there's no pic of the horseback riding. And I'm just like, did anyone ride chunch or like, did you go to like a trail ride play? Like, did they ride her horses? That's what I want to know. Yeah. We need biographical information for all of the horses that were ridden. Yes. Yes. I need all their names. I need pictures. I um. It's just interesting because she bought Ben Chunch for her grandchildren, but I've never seen evidence of the children actually riding chunch. So I had the impression that chunch was a bit of a shit. You know, and just like not appropriate for a child to ride. He was very young when she got him, but he's been in training and stuff. I've seen pics of the trainer on him, but just like, yeah, maybe he's just like a dud. I don't know, which is funny to me. And I want to know if that's true. Yeah. And anyone more information Can anyone confirm or deny is Chunch a dud regarding children riding (laughs) him? (laughs) I mean, as like a horse, he's great. All horses are wonderful. We love all horses. But like, is he a dud, though? (laughs) does he suck is he a shit um and then uh in other news martha posted about garlics which is a new hybrid between garlic and leeks Ooh, that sounds really good i love the name yeah garlic have you been watching bake off this season no there have been like 
a couple different people who have been using a lot of foraged ingredients. And in the last episode, which was Bread Week, there was a lot of use of garlic flowers. Ooh, yum. Which are like, you know, taste kind of mildly of garlic, which I'm like, ooh, I want to eat that. That sounds good. Most um, garlic yeah. is a little too powerful for my digestive system. So I wonder if the flowers would be more easily. Oh, yeah, it would be mild enough. Yeah. Tolerated. Interesting. Did anyone like forage mushrooms and, and result in sort of a phantom thread situation? <laughs> uh, fortunately, no. Where the that judges get, get sick and she has to tenderly nurse them back to health. Yeah. And it's Paul Hollywood. I mean, Paul Hollywood does have kind of s- similar vibes to that guy. Yeah, phantom maybe a little thread. bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. He deserved to be taken down a peg with some poison mushrooms. Yeah, I think so. There's an older man who likes to date younger ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> does that conclude chench chat yes that concludes chench chat we'll be right back with one on fun before we do one on fun i actually would like to do Ooh. um a uh, endorse horrors. Ooh. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. I haven't talked about the first movies I've been watching in a while. Yeah. And. I have a few that I have really enjoyed watching lately. Um, so we watched Bowfinger. Oh, that's fun. Which I hadn't seen since like around when it came out. And I want to say it held up really well considering. Oh, that's good to know. I want to see it. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember it being funny. So it's like... It was, like, ahead of its time in making fun of Scientology, for one thing. Uh-huh. Um, because Eddie Murphy's, like, movie star character is a member of this cult called Mindhead. And it's, like, he very clearly needs, like, real psychiatric care, and the cult will, is keeping it from him. Um, and then um, it's just, like, a very, like, the farcical elements of it are really strong. It's, like, they're... There's a lot of, like, sneaking around and lying and people speaking at cross-purposes and stuff like that. And all of the actors in it are really good. Heather Graham is so funny in it. Eddie Murphy is so good in it. He's playing both this, like, very cool movie star and also his, like, dorky brother. And we all know that Eddie Murphy is good at playing multiple characters in a movie, but you kind of forget how good he is at it because you truly kind of forget. I was like, I feel like Lisa watching Mrs. Doubtfire because I was like, (laughs) I'm forgetting that it's the same actor. Um, um, it's true robin williams really disappeared into the role of mrs doubtfire i completely suspended my disbelief um and then um we also watched noises off which uh is so again another like one of those like wow this cast is incredible um and because it's like it's Christopher Reeves, it's Carol Burnett, it's um, John Ritter, Michael Caine, mm. um, 
just it's like it's an unbelievable julie haggerty is really good in it um anyway strongly recommend noises off as well great um i'm trying to think if there was another one that i'm forgetting that we watched that was um very good and farcy but uh i'll leave it i'll leave it at oh we watched soap dish which had some very funny moments but Probably not like one of my top recs. Um, anyway, but Bowfinger, I recommend a revisit. Right. If you're, uh, we were talking about like, why did Bowfinger, why is it not remembered like more fondly? And part of it is that like it came out kind of like it came out in 1999, which is just like an absolutely unbelievable year for movies. Mm. Like the number, like <laughs> the number of giant monster hit movies that came out that year was just sort of like really really wild it it was like it got buried it kind of got buried yeah it was like the matrix eyes wide shut um iron giant the south park movie american beauty green mile toy story 2 wow the sixth sense wow club Ooh. magnolia whoa star star wars episode one um, like, there are just so many. Notting Hill. Ooh. The Mummy. Wow. Tar- Tarzan. Did I already say American Beauty? Yeah. Yes. Um, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, which was the second one, right? That was also a Heather Graham movie. That's old. Yeah, it was just a very wild year for movies. Like, just true crime wait is that a famous movie i don't know anyway um we used to have more movies <laughs> yeah that were more diverse and not in casting but in uh in, to- in tone <laughs> in tone yeah there were like more comedies that came out that year um yeah uh 10 things i hate about you oh shit that was good that was a good one yeah a lot of you uh, really Bu- good buena vista social club uh i mean just really run lola run oh man yeah big daddy run lola run was like huge for me in high school like oh really yeah like i dyed my hair red and everything like oh wow yeah yeah okay i could see that yeah uh wild wild west oh hell yeah (laughs) um american pie wow are you fucking kidding me all the same year yeah um blair witch project Wow. Eyes wide shut. Wow. Uh, just a shitload. Runaway Bride. Dick. That was a big movie for me for some reason. Mm. Um, that was the one about Nixon with yeah. like Kirsten Dunst. And Michelle um, Williams? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, I could go on and on. Anyway, Bowfinger got kind of lost in that. Um, but uh, what a wild year. Um I saw Drive Me Crazy Superstar. I saw um I don't know if I endorse horse this because it's so devastating that you have to be in the right mood to watch it, but I had never seen an Igmar Bergman movie before and I saw one yesterday called Autumn Sonata oh. and it's just like the most devastating mother and daughter dynamic I've ever seen. What's it about? It's like a mother comes to visit her daughter after not seeing her for 7 years. And the daughter is an adult now and there's tension and you kind of don't know why. And the mother's like a a professional concert pianist. And then 
at some point the daughter and it's just over the course of a day and evening and then the daughter in the middle of the night just lays into her mother about all the ways she abandoned her as a child and how she's a horrible like narcissistic person and she's just like you're a menace and people like you should be like locked up because you hurt people so much and it's just about the way mothers hurt their daughters and vice versa and the it's it's uh <laughs> I can't mm. stop I couldn't stop talking about it after watching it. I was like I like described the whole thing to Adam. Um but yeah, the way it's shot is really interesting. It's like a kind of like a play. It's very um very kind of wordy and literary and like um I don't know, I'm just like, "Oh shit. I want to watch more Igmar yeah. Bergman cuz this is was really interesting." I'd be interested to watch that, I think. I loved it. It's a little it's definitely like a little slow and like you have to kind of like pay attention. So it's good to watch in the bath because there's more stuff going on. Oh, but yeah. um, What is your like bath watching setup? I put the laptop on the toilet. Oh, and... Okay, you bring your your laptop in there. I'm yeah. afraid to bring my laptop into a steamy bathroom. Yeah, I've never. Because had... I had an old roommate who worked at the Apple store and he was like, oh. all I do is repair moldy electronics from people bringing it into the bathroom and that scared me out of it so now i'm like considering getting a dedicated ipad (laughs) wow yeah i mean yeah i don't i've never had a problem with it but i i also understand the risks um i guess my abs are not that steamy they are very hot but yeah it doesn't get super steamy in there um and then i just i use a lot of epsom salts and Mm -hmm. and then i shave my legs while i watch things Sounds pretty nice. Okay. That's great. I need to get off my ass and get this dedicated bath laptop because otherwise what I do is I bring my phone in there and then I'm in there forever. Oh, yeah. I don't like to you phone know? in the in the bath. I don't know why I'm okay with bringing my phone in there. <laughs> That's, that, that shouldn't make sense. I think just the new ones are a little bit more like water resistant. They're a little bit more. I, the other day I tried to charge my phone and it had this message that came up that was like, it's a little bit wet in here, so maybe try charging it in a few hours. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And oh. I did and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay phones have got more polite <laughs> it's time for one on fun oh yeah <laughs> we um lisa yeah if you could have like a professional like uh wardrobe wardrobe i don't know what they're called costumer Ooh. make you a halloween costume <gasps> what would it be um, what would it be? You know, like you could have like Heidi Klum's person do it. Oh my god. Um. Okay. First thought, it'd be fun to just look like the crypt keeper. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That's a really good idea. Hello, yes. kitties. Um, that would be super fun, and just like do an impression of him all night. Um. Whenever I see people wearing super elaborate fursuits, I'm like, ooh, that would be so cool to have, like, you know, I'm not a furry, but I think it would be so fun to, like, wear something that's so specially designed for you that's, like, one of your characters, like, or, you know, it would be, like, a character I made. It would be fun to dress up as a character I... Which character that you made would you most want to, like, dress up as or have your own, like, suit of? I don't know. Is that narcissistic to want to dress as my own character? I mean, it's just like, that's why it's I'd... like you've spent so much time with them. It's like if anyone deserves it, <laughs> it'd be that's why I drew them because I want to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'd be fun to be like a huge toucan or like a huge moose or or a yeah. big pink dog. I don't know. 
<laughs> or I'd want to be like like a character from a video game like um like my uh Skyrim character who was just like this cat person in like a leather bikini. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of being something that's like kind of sexy, but kind of not. Yeah, I think that's a good Halloween vibe. Yeah. I just want to ask you this question back. What would you do? This doesn't count as your question. Fuck. I don't know. I like I'm sure that after we stop recording, I'm going to remember like my real idea of what I actually want to be. But the first thing that comes to mind is just like. When I was a child, I had this recurring dream about finding a parrot costume in my closet that would enable me to fly. Oh. And I remember what it looked like, and I would kind of want it, want that. Like, that would be cool. That's beautiful. Um, But uh, I guess the other thing is that, like, part of the reason why I asked this question is because I'm like, I still don't have a costume for this year. Yeah. And the thing that I've been thinking about doing is, like, truly would be so much work and very impossible of, like, a costume that could turn me from a caterpillar into a chrysalis into a butterfly. Ugh. Right? Like, I want to do the thing where I wiggle out of the, like, skin of the caterpillar and into the chrysalis, like, from... <laughs> real life uh uh, but i don't know if i so having someone else make that in a way that would be cool i would really enjoy that'd be fantastic yeah i saw some meme online there was someone saying like uh halloween is so stressful for people with add because we have so many like ideas and we (laughs) we can't choose one and we want to make it perfect and all this stuff and then someone else commented on it and just said damn y'all can't do anything (laughs) laugh. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of angry comments, but I thought oh. it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, okay, Emily. Oh, this is such a boring question. Or it's like just intense. It's like, it's very serious. Uh, oh, okay. What's the biggest way you've changed in the last decade? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that is a huge question. I know, and it's like impossible to answer. Um... I've settled down so much, like Mm. thinking about 10 years ago when I like first moved to L.A., like that was like there was still a good like two or three years where like I was still like touring and stuff a lot like and, you know, and that, you know, I finally stopped having i think it was like around this time 10 years ago when i stopped having roommates for the first time and prior to that i had lived in like you know at least 10 different places with almost 40 different roommates over the course of like my 20s wow you know and in college like i did a lot of bouncing around (laughs) um and uh So that, I think, is probably, like, the biggest change, just, like, my life. Like, I just stopped getting on so many airplanes and... Yeah, you put down um, roots. Put down some roots. Yeah, like, that's a big... Like, having a dog is a really big change for me. Like, being that responsible for, like, someone else is not something I have ever pursued before. (laughs) Um, So I'd say that's probably the biggest change, but I think, like, in terms of, like, my 
maybe my interiority. I think I, um, <laughs> I like to think I'm like, mm, I think I'm less angry. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not, but it kind of feels like it. There's been a, what about a, you? a mellowing. A little bit. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah. Yeah, I want to say I'm like mellower and more patient, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my priorities have just shifted in a big way, too. Like, yeah, I think I'm less worried about some stuff that I was a lot more worried about in my 20s of like the type of person I should present as, the type of person I needed to be with, or like what I, I think I have like taken a little bit more control of like what the shape of my life looks like you know yeah i don't know what do you what do you think is like the biggest change that you i don't know i don't know yeah just gender slightly more mature um i think better at like working with other people and Mm -hmm. and i'm better at communicating but just slightly <laughs> I think you are office skills. Gotten, <laughs> I I think that you have also like maybe maybe this is just like what you project, or maybe this is like I don't know when. I think you have gotten more and more confident. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. I think you have. I mean, and it's like well deserved. It's like. It's not like all of a sudden you know how to do stuff. It's like you've always been very talented. Oh, thanks. But, like, I think that you are, because of everything that you've accomplished in the last 10 years, you have been able to, like, look at new challenges and think about them and, like, oh, I want to do that. I want to try that. Versus, yeah. like, that's scary. It's true. I've gotten a, a lot less anxious. Yeah. Um, I think taking magnesium every night really helped. Um- <laughs> <laughs> honestly um <laughs> but yeah yeah i'm more leaning into the scary stuff instead of uh avoiding it is good getting better at masking the seething insecurity that permeates <laughs> every cell of my body that's yeah. nice that's a good thing about getting older it is yeah i feel like i'm comparing myself to other people less yeah i think that's something that has come with time where i'm like even sometimes when I think about like, sometimes I look at certain people where I'm like, oh, last time I sort of checked in with that person, like we were sort of on the same track and now they're like a superstar or yeah. like things like that. Like, I think there was a time in my life when stuff like that might have like just like seeing the way my life has diverged from other people who I used to sort of feel like a peer of. Mm-hmm. Um used to sometimes it made me feel good because sometimes I would be like doing better than them or sometimes it'd make me feel bad because I'd be like well this is arbitrary they got the thing that I wanted yeah now I'm just sort of like oh good for them <laughs> you know like yeah. I think I I genuinely feel that a lot more than I used to um, me too and I genuinely I stopped sort of feeling like I was supposed to do that you know yeah the rare occasion now when like kind of jealousy pops up for me i'm like oh this is some old shit yeah this is some old stuff that i've mostly dealt with and yeah it's just kind of rearing its head but yeah this isn't this doesn't feel like me anymore right 
Or I'll think about it, too, in terms of like, even if I have a moment of being like, oh, that seems cool. I would have liked to have done that. I also think like, here are all of the things that that person gave up that I didn't have to. Yeah. Like, I kind of go there a lot faster than I used to of like, okay, they have this thing, but also like they don't have their anonymity anymore or like they don't have like this is going to affect their life in this way or this way or it's like or I think like you're talking about that's your, a per- your friend um, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For a while, she and I were on the exact same track. Yeah, I know. Um, and then she really blew up. Yeah. It has, yeah. it has affected her life a lot. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I also I'm just like, it's people who worked harder than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't have to do all that hard work. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I genuinely feel like that's something that I have that they don't. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, We're all on a different so, on a different path. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, therapy. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, That concludes One on Fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. All right, class. Tomorrow's exam will cover the science of perfect pitch, the history of pride flags and speedrunning video games. Any questions? Ah, yes. You in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything. Where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Bikram Chatterjee, the CEO of Maximum Fun, and I'm here with my fellow worker owner, Marissa Flaxbart, producer. This week for Co-Optober, we'll be highlighting other co-ops who work in the arts. The past few years have been challenging for all kinds of creative industries. We at MaxFun believe that co-ops are better suited to meet these challenges, and there are a lot of other companies who feel the same way. So all this week on our social media and website, we'll be sharing interviews with some of our fellow co-ops. And head to our YouTube channel, Friday, October 20th, where I'll be talking with worker owners from Defector and Stocksy about their co-ops and why the model works for them. And next week is Volunteer Week. Learn how you can participate in that and get details on exclusive merch, our live streams, and other Co-Optober happenings at MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by James. Thank you, James. Thanks, James. It is the Wikipedia page for Gustav, parentheses, crocodile. Oh, so it's a particular crocodile. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's a particular Gustav. (laughs) It's the crocodile version of Gustav. (laughs) Who is Gustav? Gustav is a large male Nile crocodile in Burundi, who is notorious for being a man-eater. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Gustav, no. Rumored yeah. to have killed as many as 200 to 300 people on the banks of the Ruzizi River and the northern shores of Lake Tanganyika, between which he roams. 
Although the actual number of victims is difficult to verify, he has obtained near mythical status and is greatly feared by people in the region. So scary. Welcome to spooky season, bitches. Bitches. Want to be a crocodile Um, for Halloween? (laughs) A very scary crocodile. (laughs) With like limbs hanging out of your mouth. (laughs) Oh, God. I know. Terrible. Um, Gustav was named by Patrice Fay, a herpetologist who has been studying and investigating him since the late 1990s. Much of what is known about Gustav stems from the film Capturing the Killer Croc, which aired in 2004 on PBS. The film documents a capture attempt and study on Gustav. (laughs) They're studying him to be like, why are you such an asshole? Yeah. (laughs) This guy's such a prick. Um, Description. Since Gustav has not been captured his exact length and weight are unknown but in 2002 it was stated that he could easily be more than 20 feet long and weigh more than 2,000 pounds he was estimated to be around 100 years old in order to achieve such outstanding size however further more careful observation of gustav revealed a complete set of teeth when he opened his mouth since a 100 year old Mm. crocodile should be nearly toothless according to the documentary he was estimated to be probably no older than 60 and likely still growing so he's a bit of a golden bachelor (laughs) (laughs) lisa has been batch pilled um one of gustav's notable characteristics is the three bullet scars on his body his right shoulder blade was also found to be deeply wounded circumstances surrounding the four scars are unknown scientists and herpetologists who have studied gustav claim that his uncommon size and weight impede his ability to hunt the species usually agile prey such as fish antelope and zebra forcing him to attack larger animals such as hippopotamus large buffalo and to some extent humans Despite frequently being referred to as a man-eater, a popular local warning says he often leaves his victims' corpses uneaten. What? Is he, that better or worse? He just he just kills them and <laughs> leaves them? He just kills them. Yeah. We probably don't taste good. Okay. Hmm. Um, the documentary film also stated that since crocodiles can go several months without eating, Gustav can afford to select his prey carefully. Capture attempt. In capturing the killer croc, Patrice Fay and other scientists attempted to capture Gustav. According to the film, Faye performed two years of investigations before the attempt. Faye and his team were given two months for their capture attempt. Thereafter, a change of government would risk plunging the country into civil war. Huh? Oh, my God. So they got distracted. Yeah. Um, a trap cage weighing a ton and measuring nearly nine meters in length was developed. Uh, The team then located Gustav and installed and baited the trap, placing a hidden infrared camera inside as well. Several kinds of bait were used, yet none none of them attract Gustav or any other creature. Because he only eats human flesh, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't eat human flesh. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. We're not sure. We're not sure. The scientists then strategically installed three giant snares on certain banks to increase their chances of capture. Although smaller crocodiles were caught by the traps, Gustav was not. Suckers. In the last... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Collateral damage. In the last week... Oh, wait. Sorry. In the last week before being forced to leave the country, the team placed a live goat in the cage. Nothing happened until one night the camera failed during stormy weather. (gasps) The next morning, the cage was found partially submerged and the goat had disappeared. The team speculated that the rising waters helped the goat to escape or that the cage had failed. But without the camera recording, no conclusion could be drawn. 
Or Gustav knew the cameras were off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ate the goat. He caused the storm in order to get to the goat. He's incredibly powerful. <laughs> uh, sightings and possible death. In 2009, Gustav appeared in the Ruzizi River n- near Lake Tanganyika. In a 2019 article about travel in Burundi, a writer for Travel Africa magazine reported that reported learning that Gustav had been killed. It is not said how he was killed or by whom, and no photographic evidence has ever surfaced, leaving these claims dubious until more concrete evidence is brought forward. Oh, my God, Lisa, he's right behind you. (laughs) In fiction, Gustav was the basis of the film Primeval, originally titled Gustav. (laughs) Primeval's a better name. (laughs) See also, Lo Long, the largest crocodile in captivity until his death on February 10th, 2013. Oh, wow. Is Gustav still alive? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. If anyone has any tips, please email the Gustav hotline at babygeniusespodcast.gmail.com. Um, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what, if anything, did you learn today? I learned that Bowfinger holds up. And I. I'm planning to check it out for myself. Strongly recommend checking it out for yourself. What did you learn? Um, I learned um, that sometimes if you're a really big crocodile, you are too big to eat a zebra. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have thought that. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Um, but I guess it makes sense. Hmm. Uh. There was one um, one piece of mail that I wanted to share sure. um, that responded to our theories about uh, the daughter from California. Yes. Um, it was a letter um, from Marissa, who also sent us a great butt pic at work. Oh, yeah. Um, this was a nice email. Yes. Um, Marissa is an OBGYN. Um, currently in fellowship to practice fertility medicine. Marissa says, please consider this your open invitation to all things behind the scenes in medicine, a la daughter from California syndrome. I would honor, be honored to be your personal consultant anytime. Thank you. I have questions already. <laughs> An alternative theory to offer on why California, in addition to what you described as the daughter from California being someone who up and left the family, a lot of American medicine is centered in Boston and New York which just emphasizes the distance and the different mentality between East Coast docs and that far-off family member. Oh, uh, yes, that I makes sense. that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Um, um, yes, so uh, I recommend, or I, I appreciate uh, you sharing that theory. I'll, and I'll um, describe the butt pick. Um, relatively tame butt pick for on the job. This is what happens when I help break someone's water on the labor floor while sitting on their bed. <laughs> <laughs> And she's just in scrubs, and the back of her scrubs has been soaked, super soaked. <laughs> but thank you. Um, it scrubs really do show moisture very clearly. Yeah, there's just no hiding it. No. Um, <laughs> we are still accepting butt pics at babygeniusespodcast at gmail dot com, as well as medical help. I've got a weird pain in my neck. Oh that- no. Feels like occipital nerve pain or something. I, uh, tell me what to do, people. Neck, um, neck pain is the worst. It's pretty bad. 
Um, you can also send us wiki pages there or anything else you'd like us to see or read. Yeah. You can follow me online at Mr. Emily Heller. You can follow me at Lisa Draws or follow my Patreon at Lisa Hanawalt. Are you making fun of my voice? <laughs> I was just mirroring. I liked, so, yes. I, I liked that it was a little... A little little whiny, a little shy about promoting. (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to try it on, you know? Yeah. I'm a bit of a parrot. I'm sorry. (laughs) My my culture is not your costume. (laughs) I'm a part of Um, whiny culture and I thought you knew that. (laughs) Um, Thanks to Um, our producer, Rob Perra. Hooray! Thanks to my brother Nate Heller for our theme songs. Hooray! And goodbye! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.